Welcome to P-Learning, podcast learning for busy clinical trainers. My name's Andy Mellon. I'm clinical subdean for the Weirbase unit and a consultant paediatrician working in Sunderland. P-Learning is a new concept designed to support clinical trainers working within the University of Newcastle Medical School. It's been put together by the subdeans of the four regional base units here in the UK. The aim of these podcasts is to provide short pieces of supporting information for busy clinical trainers. By downloading these podcasts, we think it should help people keep up to speed with new developments within the medical school curriculum. We also aim to provide links to other resources that will supplement the material in the podcasts. In this first podcast, you'll be hearing from Dr. Dominic Johnson, who is clinical subdean for the TSBASE unit. He also works as a consultant forensic psychiatrist in the region. Dominic's educational interests have included processes of reflection. Reflection is something of a hot topic at the present time. We hope the information within the podcast will help students and their trainers by providing a useful framework for reflective practice. My name is Dominic Johnson and I'm a sub-dean of Newcastle University's Medicine Programme. I'm an honorary consultant forensic psychiatrist. This podcast will highlight key issues around the area of reflection in light of recent guidance from the Academy of Royal Colleges, the Medical Schools Council and the GMC to name but a few. Doctors have been reflecting for as long as there has been the profession of medicine. In our current modern day medical environment, we are called to make this more explicit. However, in light of the Bauer-Gaba case, many have expressed concerns about how this transparency may be used in formal procedures involving doctors. What is reflection? Medicine involves many positives, but also things go wrong. Doctors are dealing with uncertainty and the emotional intensity of supporting colleagues and patients every day. Reflection is simply space to think about these things. We reflect all the time, i.e. think about clinical experiences and what we learn from them. It is important to note that reflection is personal and there is no one way to reflect. A variety of tools are available to support structured thinking that help to focus on the quality of reflections. When documenting reflection for portfolios or appraisals, the focus should be on the learning from the event, not the clinical detail. Why reflect? Reflection means as doctors we can demonstrate insight by identifying actions to help learning, development or improvement of practice. We can develop greater understanding of our practice and increase our self-awareness. And it also identifies opportunities to improve quality and patient safety in organisations. It is in everybody's interest that medical students and doctors feel they are able to reflect in an open and honest way. Now to consider how to reflect. What, so what, and now what? The what focuses on thoughts at the time of an experience. It explores thought processes when a particular action or decision was taken and how those may have impacted on actions and feelings. For example, what was I thinking when I took the actions or made the decision that I did? Now, the so what. This involves considering the significance of what happened as well as the values and feelings at the time of and prompted by the experience and why these may influence future learning or actions. For example, how did I feel at the time of and after the experience? 
Why was it important? Finally, the now what? This looks at the process and opportunities that can help learning from the experience and identify future actions, reflections on those actions and how to use these to develop further. For example, what can I learn from or do differently next time? Now to share some top tips or reflections on reflections. Firstly, the focus of reflection should be on learning. Clinical details and post-incident analysis are captured elsewhere. It's important to remember that recorded reflections such as in learning portfolios or for revalidation or continuing professional development purposes are subject to legal privilege. Disclosure of these documents may be requested by a court if they are considered relevant. Reflections should be written with this in mind. Also, be aware that the GMC does not ask a doctor to provide their reflective notes in order to investigate concern about them. They can choose to offer them as evidence of insight into their practice. Next, having time to reflect on both positive and negative experiences and being supported to reflect is recognised to be important for individual physician well-being. Issues rarely occur in isolation and are often attributable to multiple factors. Group reflection often leads to ideas or actions that can improve patient care. Finally, tutors, supervisors, appraisers and employees should support time and space for individual and group reflection. If you have not got such a space, ask for it. If this podcast has piqued your interest, you may find the following of use. Firstly, you can read the new guidance on the Academy of Royal College website. Secondly, there's a plethora of information in the education and medical literature. And finally, there is a book called The Reflective Practitioner by Sean, which gives a much more detailed examination of this whole area. Thank you. Dominic refers in his talk to a publication by the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges. This document, The Reflective Practitioner, Guidance for Doctors and Medical Students, was published this year. It is available on the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges website at www.aomrc.org.uk. The document outlines 10 key points on being a reflective practitioner, many of which Dominic has already gone through in his talk it's perhaps helpful to reflect on one or two points from the document and look at them in the context of a working life. Reflection is sometimes characterised as almost a dear diary exercise. It's seen perhaps by some as a personal activity which doesn't bear relation to what they are doing in their working lives. One of the most positive aspects of the Academy document for me is that it is highlighting reflection as a tool for improving patient care. They highlight group reflection, generating ideas and actions that can improve patient care. Reflection is a necessary part of investigation of any significant event or incident. It's just given a different name in most of our working practice, whether that be court reports, whether that be incident reports. These are all reflective pieces of work. One of the aspects of the academy document is the emphasis on actions arising out of reflection and therefore there is an emphasis on keeping notes of what 
is intended as a result of the reflective episode. I thought it might be useful to share my own recent practice around reflection within an eating disorder clinical review meeting that I attend on a monthly basis. Cases are discussed and they frequently produce generalizable questions that are relevant to the service we're running. These questions arise out of reflection around individual cases. What would be the best management for altered bone density in a girl with anorexia nervosa? Does parental history of anorexia nervosa affect the outcomes for the individual young person? In the end, the questions are more important to us as practitioners than how we arrived at them. Although the many small experiences we share add to our total knowledge and understanding as a team. The questions that have led to the further reading are recorded and shared along with the supporting evidence that's been found while addressing the question. We use this within our individual CPD. We adjust our guidelines according to new evidence that we're coming across all the time. And it's been a way of having more coherence about the service that we're trying to deliver. We're a team of two paediatricians and a child psychiatrist, and we come at this from different angles. But what we've found is the mutual benefit of bringing those different viewpoints into the reflection that we undertake. Much of the recent emphasis on reflection has arisen in the postgraduate field and in my own specialty of paediatrics particularly this has been very worrying to trainees. We feel that it's important for our future trainees to start to develop appropriate and useful reflective practice. As I've already said this is far away from a dear diary exercise. It should be clear, thoughtful and intended to improve practice. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you've found it useful. We hope you've enjoyed it. We're more than happy to hear from any listeners with feedback and in particular suggestions for future content.